Starting off the Colgate Raider Report with Colgate Women's Soccer and talking to senior captain Abby Sotomayor. Abby, first of all, Colgate on a four-game unbeaten streak. What's been the driving force behind this, do you think? You know, we put ourselves in a tough position to kind of, we needed to win out the season, and I think kind of that has lit a fire, and we're just ready to go and focused on uh, doing everything we can to make that uh, make that tournament. Were there any turning points that lit that fire, or just kind of a general consensus, or just started coming together, or is there one thing that you can put your finger on, whether it be a play, a speech, anything like that? I mean, I think we've been building since August and um, you know a lot of our games it hasn't been a lack of effort or or skill in that sense I think it's really just been um, it's been there and it's been building and I think the last you know two weeks or so we've really been focused like I said on making that postseason tournament and uh, making our way through those games and through those tournaments you know every team we've faced we've really felt like we've competed and we've just been missing that that next step to get those wins So I think really that's just kind of been building since August, like I said, and I think now it's really clicking uh, right in time for a postseason play. So can't complain there. (laughs) How good of a feeling was it, Abby, to beat Boston University and end their 53-game unbeaten streak in home conference games? Yeah, I mean, it was great. It was a great feeling. We haven't beaten BU since I've been here, and it's always been a game that we um, get up for no matter what. And especially, you know, we've played them many times, and they're always one of the top teams in the league. So it was great to get that win in an away game and at a time that we uh, we really needed that win. So uh, it was a great feeling. Last time out, the Raiders defeated Loyola, Maryland, one nothing with a corner kick in the 108th minute in double overtime. Your corner kick was headed by Lexi Mitchell. Did you have a good angle? Could you see it? Did you see Lexi headed in? I saw the ball hit the back of the net, and uh, that's about all I saw. And, um, you know, we just played right before that. It was pretty much the same play on the opposite side, and she she headed it in, and uh, the ref actually called it back. So that was kind of like after that first one got called back we were like oh we're right on the doorstep Um, we're gonna get this next one so it was really only a matter of what time in the next two minutes we were gonna get that goal so it was great for Lex and um, it was a huge game for her and a huge uh, win for the team so that was really great. Did you celebrate right away when you saw that second header go in or did you hesitate making sure that the officials weren't gonna make a call? We celebrated right away we (laughs) we were like there's no way that they're gonna call back a second one the same exact way um so yeah, we were we were celebrating for sure. When you're executing a corner kick, do you have a good feeling when the ball left your foot on that particular occasion, or you never truly know what's going to happen? There's a lot of people in that box. Anything can happen, and I guess as long as you put it in the right spot and get the ball whipped in there, you know, like you said, there's like less than two minutes left. Your job is to get it in the box, and and everybody else's job is to just get something on it. So that's exactly that's exactly what happened. <laughs> Are you aiming Abby for a specific spot, putting it in a general area? What's your thought process when executing a corner kick? And those couple that we took at the end of the game, I was just thinking, get the ball as fast as you can, put it down, and put it in the box as fast as you can. I mean, um, less than two minutes left. All you want is, is somebody in front of the goal with the ball being whipped in. So that's what was going through my mind is as quick as you can, put it down and put it back in. Did the strategy change in the second overtime or just stick with the original game plan? Or were you guys pressing to get that goal? I mean, absolutely. That whole game, we were pushing to go to goal. Um, You know, our defense is solid. Our goalkeepers have been absolutely solid in goal. And really, it's been our job kind of through the midfield and up top to get those goals and score those goals. Because if we can do that early, the earlier, the better. Um, You know, we can hang on. So we had been pushing that whole game, and in that second overtime, we were like, we need to get a goal, you know? That was kind of the emphasis there, (laughs) as early as possible. That's Colgate senior captain Abby Sotomayor on the Colgate Raider Report podcast. Something has to give this weekend is Army also red-hot five-game unbeaten streak. What do you know about this year's Army team? I mean, Army's always been a great, organized, skilled team. Um, They have a solid back line um, that is definitely going to, test our offense and um, I'm not too too sure about um, what they have going forward but I know that we're going to be ready for them and you know so they've already clinched for the Patriot League tournament so I mean I'm sure they're going to come in hard and ready to go but I think we have kind of an extra edge and 
and that if we win this game and some other things happen, you know, we can um, make that Patriot League tournament. So I think we definitely have some edge coming into this game on Saturday. So saying that, I know there are some games Friday night. Are you and your teammates going to be watching? Me personally, no. I, I can't deal with that um, anxiety, but I know definitely some of the girls will be watching. A lot of those results matter for our game on Saturday, so we'll definitely be keeping an eye on the score and the results on Friday night. Patriot League Rookie of the Year in 2016. Does that feel like an eternity ago, or does it feel like yesterday? <laughs> Feels like 10 years ago. <laughs> Have you thought back, Abby, on your career at all, or are you trying your best to stay focused on the present? Focus on the game on Saturday, focus on next week in the tournament I mean I think it's been a goal of my class to win that Patriot League championship and I think even though you know this year maybe isn't the path that we thought we were going to go on um, it's still a possibility um, to get there and I think that we're 100% focused on believe that we can get there and focus on getting there so that's always been my mentality too is every game you're going out there to win and to make a run for the championship so I think that's that's where my focus is at and I think that's where my class's focus is at you've witnessed your fair share of senior days so you've seen seniors go through it but now you being a senior yourself you're going to go through it for the first time any idea any predictions what your emotions will be like Saturday knowing myself I think it will really be focused on beating Army, and I think a lot of the senior day stuff will probably hit after the fact, after the game is finished. But a lot of before the game, I'm just can't wait for that whistle to blow and get going. Like I said, we really need that win on Saturday, so I think that's what I'm really going to be focused on, unfortunately. But uh, I think after the game, it'll definitely be nice to have everyone's family there and you know have a nice celebration after as well. Hopefully, after the win and after. Uh, clinch for the Patriot League tournament. Talk about the rest of the seniors, Abby, and what kind of bond do you have with them? Coming in freshman year, uh, my class has been very close, and we've all contributed a lot on the field and off the field to the program, and we've loved playing with each other, and we've loved becoming great friends along the way. I think that I'm really thankful for Colgate and for the women's soccer program um, to bring me all the friends that I've made all the four years, and um, for my class especially, and to help us kind of grow together and grow as individuals. I think it's been great to kind of watch everyone along their journey and along their path. Um, it's been really great. As far as family is concerned, who is going to be there for you on Senior Day, Abby? Both my parents, my mom and my dad, and then um, potentially my brother. I have a younger brother um, who may or may not be there. He's also plays soccer in high school, so I think he's also in the playoffs. So depending on his game, he, he might be there for me. Yeah, you beat me to my next question. I was going to ask you about your brother and ask if he was also an athlete. Is he also going to try to play Division One soccer? He's had a great high school career. The last two years, his team has been undefeated um, in their league. I think he's still kind of exploring options and um, and seeing what's out there for him. I mean, he, he loves to play and he loves the games. Men's soccer and boys' soccer is a little different than in terms of women and recruiting. But, um, but yeah, he's still keeping his options open and uh, potentially will We'll see him soon. Your mom and dad, were they really into soccer? Or did you kind of develop the love for soccer on your own? My my dad's always been a, a really big sports fan, and um, he's played a bunch of sports um, throughout high school, not so much soccer, but um, I don't know where the soccer came from. I mean, I'm Portuguese, so that probably has a little something to do with it. But yeah, I just kind of picked it up on my own, and my parents have been really very supportive ever since. So, I mean, yeah, I can't think of them enough for all that. Why environmental studies and biology as your major? Why'd you select that, Abby? Yeah, I've always had a huge interest in kind of the outdoors. And I, I grew up in a very rural area, uh, playing outside a lot and that kind of thing. But I've always loved kind of science growing up. So I've kind of chosen two things that I think really keep uh, my options open moving forward and kind of combine a lot of my passions critical thinking. I'm also just very interested and invested in kind of our current environmental climate and debate. Um, and so I'm really interested in going into that after graduation. And do you know specifically what you're going into or is that still a work in progress? I think it's still a bit of a work in progress. Um, I'm looking into going into um, like the sustainability and conservation uh, management um, kind of sector. So um, still sorting that out and hopefully get into that a little bit when I have some more time after. What do you like best about Colchester, Connecticut? Tell the listeners out there, what do you like best about your hometown? I like how small it is and I like the community that you really build there. Um, you know, whenever I go back, people are always asking about Colgate and how's soccer and how's school. So I think people really, it's a close-knit community, kind of like Hamilton, where people really care and um, they pay attention to the 
things that um, other people are doing. And I guess I really like that sense of community. Abby, great catching up with you. Thank you so much. And best of luck this weekend on Senior Day against Army. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. That's Abby Sotomayor, senior captain on the Colgate women's soccer team. Now let's turn our attention to Colgate men's soccer on the Colgate Raider Report. Let's welcome into the show senior goalkeeper for the men's team, Jacob Harris. Last time out, Jacob, Colgate got a goal in double overtime to win the game against America. And I always have wondered, with you being on the other end, can you really see the ball go in or do you know what happened just by everyone else's reaction? Sort of count on everyone else's reaction down on the other end. It was funny since it was right at the end of the game and we knew we had to win. I, I was actually hoping I could go up and try to score on the corner as well, but they didn't need me up there and Antonio got the winning goal, which was awesome. Patriot League Goalkeeper of the Week. How did it feel to receive that honor? Yeah, it feels pretty good. Obviously, it's an individual honor, but can't do it without the guys in front of me locking it down. So it feels good, but winning is the most important thing. You are now tied with Keith Sipes from the 94 class for the second most shutouts in program history with 20. Were you made aware of that? Can you enjoy this, or is this something to enjoy after your career is done? Yeah, I think it's more something I'll, I'll look back on as being a cool accomplishment of my own. But right now, like I said before, I'm more just focused on winning our last two games, um, making it to the playoffs, and hopefully making some noise after that. That is a lot of shutouts, and I know it's not an individual accomplishment. You need a lot of help to get there, Jacob. So saying that, what's been the key to reaching such a high number? What kind of help have you gotten through your years at Colgate to attain the 20 shutout plateau? Well, first of all, I've had some really good defensive players in front of me. And on top of that, one of Coach Ronning's key things that he preaches in practice almost every day is being very disciplined defensively. And I don't think you can get shutouts without everyone being as disciplined as he requires us to be. So I think it's a testament to his coaching ability and all the players who have played right in front of me. How mentally tough and focused do you have to be to play goalie at the Division One level where you could be left out of the action for several minutes at a time and then seconds later maybe your turn to make a game-deciding save? How tough is that mentally? Well, I actually don't think it's too bad. People think that I'm just sort of hanging out in the back and then when the ball comes to me, I try to make a save, but you're really locked in the whole time and communicating with the back line and making sure they're tracking their runners and telling them when they have time on the ball and whatnot. So you really are focused 100% of the game. Has that always been the case, Jacob, or did you really learn that skill at the Division One level? Or was that the case in high school and even when you were you know, a little kid playing soccer? Definitely not when I was a little kid. I think I used to draw in the sand basically back in the day. But it's something you learn over the years that it really helps the team coming from me communicating because I have eyes basically in the back of their heads and I could see everything that's going on. So you realize more and more how important it is for everyone else for you to be locked in throughout the whole game. Did you retire from drawing in the sand and how was that brief career for you, Jacob? <laughs> Yeah, it wasn't my strong suit. Uh, it was better when I started focusing on soccer more. What makes Navy such a formidable foe? I know they're the opponents Saturday on Senior Day. What makes them so tough? Yeah, no, they're always one of the most tough teams to play. They're incredibly fit and athletic no matter what. And sort of the Navy mentality is never giving up, which makes them really tough to beat. And especially this year, they're doing extremely well defensively. So we're going to have to figure out how to break them down and then lock it in defensively and hopefully we can get a result. Now I know you've witnessed plenty of senior days but now you're going to be involved in your own senior day. Any expectations of what your emotions will be like that day? I think it's going to be pretty bittersweet. I'm looking forward to it but at the same time it is going to be hard when I like when the game ends and realize that was my last regular season home game on Byer Small. Just have so many memories on that field and with the guys on the team especially the ones in my grade so it will be bittersweet but I am looking forward to it. Do you know who you're going to have in attendance? What family members will be there for you, Jacob? Yeah, my parents will be there and my sister will be there as well. And I think it's really important that they're coming to share this experience with them too, just because they've been through so much along the way with me, not just at Colgate, but before that, club soccer, high school soccer and everything. So it really is a family moment for us. Your sister an athlete too, or you're definitely the sports star of the family? No, I think I got all the sports genes and 
she would admit that as well. So I'm not stepping on any toes here. Now, did you develop your love for the game of soccer through your parents? Did they have a passion for it, or was it just something you developed on your own? Yeah, it just sort of happened naturally. Neither of my parents ever played soccer, actually. The town I grew up in, soccer was really popular, so I just sort of started out and took a liking to it, and it just sort of went from there. Yeah, I thought it was interesting. You were born in New Orleans. How long were you there? And was it straight from New Orleans to Massachusetts? Just talk a little bit about that. Tell the Colgate listeners about that. Yeah, sure. So I was born in New Orleans, but I only lived there for three years. So I really don't remember it much. Then had a brief stop in Winston-Salem for three years in North Carolina, and then moved up to Brookline right outside of Boston for the last 16 years now, I'd say. So really spent most of my childhood in Brookline. Let's go back to the beginning of the season. How did you like Oregon? Oregon was great, especially the fields out there are really nice. The Portland field that we played on apparently is one of the best fields in the country, so that was really cool to play on. And I'd never been to Portland, so it was nice to see that part of the country a little bit. We spent a long weekend there, so we had a little bit of time to check out the city, which was nice. What's it like being a captain? There's a lot of responsibilities to come with it, but it's it's really great. It's really fulfilling, I, I think, um, just to have more of a role on the in terms of leadership and sort of making some bigger decisions for the program and be able to have a strong relationship with the coaches and mesh that with the good relationships with the teammates as well. So it's been a great experience. Was it more of a responsibility than you expected when you originally were named captain, Jacob? I'm not really sure how to answer that one. I I didn't really know what to expect. Uh, I was a captain of my high school team my senior year, but that's a whole different story, I think. There's so much more responsibility that comes with being the captain of a college soccer team. So I really didn't know what to expect, but it has been a decent amount of responsibility, but I've enjoyed every moment of it. Some teams go the traditional route of picking captains, and other teams have different, unique processes. So what's the process for Colgate men's soccer? How does Coach Ronnie decide You know who the captains are? Does he leave it up to the team? Do the coaches decide? Just what's the process? Uh, did you have to apply? Just tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, no application process or anything, but uh, Coach Ronning uh, at the end of the day selects the captains. But it's nice being a, a fall sport in the offseason in the spring. The, the seniors are gone after the fall season. So in the spring, there's a chance for the younger guys to sort of step up as leaders on the team. So I think that's sort of a trial period to see who would fit as a good captain for the fall season. So I think my leadership, as as well as Christian and Kentaro's, showed in the spring, and then Coach Ronnie decided to bring us on as captains for the fall. Well, I've heard of mathematics as a major. I've heard of economics as a major. But when you throw them together, it makes my head spin just a little, Jacob. So what (laughs) is mathematical economics, and why did you select this as a major? So it's basically the same as the econ major, but you just throw in a few math-only classes and a couple math-econ-based classes where you're looking more at equations to model economic things and how derivatives show you how things change over time, things like that. And I was always sort of a math-focused guy, so I came into Colgate with that experience and decided to explore econ as well. So it seemed like a natural fit for me. Do you know what you're going to do in the future? Or is that still a work in progress? Yeah. It's funny that you ask. I actually just accepted a job offer yesterday. So I'll be moving down to New York city after graduation to start my job. Congratulations on that, Jacob and best of luck the rest of the season. Thank you for being on the Colgate Raider report podcast. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. That was Jacob Harris, senior goalkeeper on the Colgate men's soccer team going from men's soccer to men's basketball at Colgate university. This is Eric Malinowski and very glad to be talking to for the first time this season, head basketball coach Matt Langle. And first of all, coach, how are final preparations going for the 2019-2020 basketball season? Things are going well, Eric. I think you're, there's never a final preparation. As long as you're playing games or in a season, you're, you're always preparing for the, for the next opportunity and the next situation. So we're working on that. We've got a, a group of, of, of some experienced guys with some, some new faces and some less experienced guys. So 
just working hard every day to be to be better and have a good day on that day, as most teams typically are at this point in the year. How do you get the returning players, Coach, to develop even more this season with all their success that they had last year? And I'm not talking about having more points per game, but just being better all-around players. I think it's just part of our culture at this point is that we're a process-oriented group, and so individually and collectively, you're, you're always trying to be better. I mean, as coaches, we're... You know, spent the off season studying our, our team and and other programs and um, you know teams who have come off successful seasons and what they've done to continue to be successful and find more success and you know the same with the individuals they all recognize where their strengths lie but also things they wanted to improve on and you know they've been hard at work at that individually and then you know collectively as a team you start to say okay how are how are we different this year what's new about our group you know where our strengths lie how are we going to try and capitalize that you know strategically tactically offensively defensively and you know start working on implementing those things to your everyday life who are you expecting may make a big impact this year that maybe wasn't a household Colgate name a year ago the first one that that everybody's kind of aware of is Nelly Cummings is with our program practice every day last year and and really helped the group prepare for games and uh, work to get better as he you know challenged the the backcourt guys every day but um, you know I think he has a transfer from Bowling Green he played in a lot of games in his first year Uh, he worked hard on his game last year improved his shooting and is really a dynamic player he's fast Um, he can play great defense on the basketball he can uh, gives us another ball handler playmaker in, in the backcourt and he can he really can attack the basket and put pressure on the defense so I think that's the first guy that you know just the way the preseason has gone and the Italy trip that I think is poised to to show that he can do some things um, the other guy that's really intriguing for, for me to see how he adjusts is is David Maynard obviously in his third year with our program you know after two years being on a mission out of high school so he's a little bit older and more mature in many ways than most third-year guys but coming off the Achilles injury out kept him out almost all of last year I think that you know he's been around he knows what we're doing he's hungry to get back out there and help the team you know he really played a little bit in his first year but I think that you know I, I wouldn't be surprised for me for him to you know find a way to, to impact the group and provide a spark off the bench I'm looking at that coaching staff it's the same that has to help coach <laughs> not only you but the players as well I would think at least yeah I mean I talk about this all the time when people you know compliment our program and say, you know, give me the credit for the growth. Uh, I think the continuity of our coaching staff, you know, Coach Klatsky has been here now going in for going on nine years and Coach Jordan going into his eighth year and Pat Moore, who we had a chance to coach for four years and has now been with us in a, in a coaching capacity for a couple of years. Yeah, I think it helps our efficiency as a staff. Like we can, you know, we're seamless and everybody kind of knows each other and while they continue to challenge and grow and develop, I think there's there's not a, a, a relearning process that happens when when you add new new staff. I, I also think it's the same with your student athletes. I mean, they develop relationships and build trust, and and that that doesn't happen overnight. And so, you know, from the recruiting process to the individual improvement process to you know the season and the ups and the downs and the highs and lows, I think when you have consistency within your staff, that that helps the student athletes feel comfortable and build confidence and you know and all of those things with that come with playing well matt langle on the colgate raider report podcast coach this is the first time in a long time colgate men's basketball coming off a patriot league title season does that force a different message does that dictate how you talk to the team leading into the season and during this season or it doesn't factor in at all. Last year is last year, and you don't remind the players of anything from last year. Just talk a little bit about this year's messaging, Coach. Well, I don't know, to be honest with you, Eric, because it's the first time that I that I will have gone through this process uh, with them. I, I can speak, lean on my past experiences as assistant coach or uh, student-athlete, but it's a, probably a little bit of both, um, like most things, I, I think. You know, we'd be naive to act like last year didn't happen, especially when we're inundated with, you know, the messaging in today's world of social media and, and you know, the different publications that we were picked to, to do well and that we've got returning players with a resume of individual accolades and projected accolades. So, you know, we're not going to stick our head in the sand and act like that's not being talked about because we're dealing with intelligent and aware young guys. So we do address it, but we also talk about the 
the fragility of, of college athletics. And we use examples of other teams across the country, other sports here at Colgate, that just because you think everything is, is going well and is going to go well, doesn't mean it is. And, you know, you look back at that 11 game stretch for us at the end of last season. Well, I mean, a handful of those games could have gone either way. They were close games. And it so happened that, you know, we made a timely shot or got a timely stop on the defensive end or, you know, a call went our way or against the other team or a loose ball. You know, it's a million different things that could have changed the narrative of what the result was on, on that season. So we just talk about trying to stay in the moment and, and staying with our process of, you know, just trying to be the very best that we can be and, and work every day to, to grow what that potential and then the results will kind of take care of themselves. In your past experiences, coach, do you feel that there is a bullseye on the back of the team that won it last year and picked to win it again? Or is that just media talk? No, I mean, I think athletics is at the core is competition. So there's no doubt about it that, you know, when, when the Golden State Warriors are coming to town, you know, there's a buzz about their team and their prowess and fans want to see their team beat Golden State on that given night. And, um, you know, there's there's more energy in the building and, and, you know, the opposition says, man, we're playing against the champs like this is this is our, our chance to prove how good we are. You see it all the time in college athletics, too, you know, and I'd be lying if I said our guys weren't tracking Bucknell last year. I mean, they've been the, the gold standard in our league for for some time and they had defeated us in the championship game the year before. So I think that that's all part of what you need to be ready for. There is a little bit of a target on your back. Everybody wants to prove that they can play with and beat the team who's picked by everyone else to, to be the best and did win the year before. So I think you got to be aware of it. Again, it shouldn't affect your preparation. Your your job is to try and do the very best that you can do at your at your job each and every day. Give us a brief overview, Coach, of the team's extremely challenging schedule this year. Yeah, it's tough right from right from the gate. I mean, opening night, NGIT, we opened up down there last year and hard-fought game. You know, weren't able to come out in overtime with the win. They, they beat us there, so, you know, hopefully that'll be a little bit of motivation for us. Uh, opening up, but they return a lot of those same players that beat us down there last year. And then it gets extremely challenging. I mean, we have a really difficult ACC road trip where we play Clemson on a Sunday and then come back against at Syracuse on a Wednesday. And it doesn't get any easier after that because we transition to the SEC road trip playing at Auburn Final Four team last year on a Monday night. So super challenging those first couple weeks of November. We'll get home. We have a game against Cortland before again we go to Wisconsin Green Bay, which is you know is a, is a difficult road trip. It's not easy to get to Green Bay from from here. Um, and we'll play Cal State Northridge team with a prolific. A returning player, a guy who's picked to be player of the year in their league, and then the home team potentially Green Bay. Uh, so again, difficult environment going from there, and then you know, we're almost all the way through through November at that point, Thanksgiving. So we got to keep our focus on a day to day basis, but it's it's certainly challenging. And then coming back, you know, you mix in some of the regional games, Binghamton and Niagara and Cornell, and you know, again, just you got to be really focused on the day to day. But it's it's certainly a difficult schedule that uh, we hope will prepare us well for. The, the rigors of Patriot League play. And coach, we haven't talked since the Italy trip. How was it? Extraordinary, Eric. You know, we were really fortunate. The trip was was first class. It was it was really smooth. I think the the group that you know that we used to take us on the tour, they did a phenomenal job of combining us being tourists, seeing some of the incredible sites that Italy has to offer, from the the Colosseum to Vatican City to Statue of David and uh, the Leaning Tower of Pisa. And then we had a, a couple individual day trips to one trip to Cinque Terre on the west coast. There, five beach towns in the cliffs. Our guys had a absolute blast just experiencing the culture and the water and some of the things that they may never get back to see culminated by a trip to Siena for a centuries old horse race called El Palio. It's a barrelback horse race in the city square of Siena that's just, you know, I mean, you can look it up on the internet and YouTube. There have been some documentaries done. It's just a a phenomenal cultural experience. So, you know, we were really fortunate. Obviously, we played some games over there. The competition wasn't great, but we got a chance to, to grow as a group and spend a lot of time together. I was really proud of 
our guys, you know, they're long days and it was, you know, every bit of nineties into the hundreds weather wise. And I think our guys took it all in and we're really enjoying the experience and the opportunity. And so I think it's something that we'll all remember for a long, long time. Yeah, and the other day I was having a chicken Parmesan lean cuisine coach. And I was thinking the Italian <laughs> food you and the teammate was probably a lot better than what I had the other day. Correct. <laughs> yeah. I, I, Eric, I think you would have, you would have enjoyed the cuisine. I think a, a lot of people who haven't been there maybe don't recognize the portions and the, some of the things that we think of as a Italian American food here is, is slightly different there, but it was very fresh. It was seasonal ingredients. I am partial, but it's some of the best food that I've I've ever had in my life right there in Italy. Coach, I appreciate our first talk of many this season. Thank you so much and talk to you soon. Thanks, sir. Thanks to Colgate men's basketball coach Matt Langle on the Colgate Raider Report podcast. Now talking to one of the star players for the Raiders hoops team, Will Raymond. Will, excited to get the season started? You know, my last year here at Colgate, uh, so just, you know, just trying to trying to make the best one so far. Is it impossible to treat this as just another season since you are a senior and it's your last go of it, or do you try to mentally prepare like it's just another season or it's impossible to? Definitely really emotional, you know, just like I think I'm, I'm really just looking to this as a as a new season, but also I know like how much I've been through since, since that first been here. So like, it's just like, I try to go on every practice and that we've had so far with just like, this is my last practice of this day. And then just try to make the most of it. Cause when I graduate, I don't want to look back and say I did anything different. Still remember that loss to NJIT to open the season last year, team looking to get back at the Highlanders uh, to open up the season well? Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, I remember last year really well. First game, first overtime game, we had just gotten wrap cleared. We were really excited, and um, we thought we had it. But uh, we, we know they're really good. They, they have some really good guards. Uh, we're ready to accept the challenge. Won the Patriot League title, went to the NCAA tournament. So now that that's been accomplished, Will, are you guys just as hungry this year? And if so, what's the driving force behind that hunger? Yeah, we're, we're, we're definitely hungry. Um, I think we're even more hungry this year just because like, we had a chance to beat Tennessee, and, and I feel like we should we can get back there and, and hopefully and hopefully win a game. So I feel like we're we're really hungry, um, and we like we just want to do even better than we did last year. Um, I, I know that the last couple of years to go to Bucknell is, is still in the back of our heads. Like, even though we won last year, like we still don't want to ever feel that way again. And so... I would say that's still the driving force uh, for this year, too. And other than the fact that you guys lost to Tennessee, I would say that NCAA tournament experience was absolutely great and beneficial, Will. So you have to almost become addicted to that, right? You tasted it once, and you need to go back. Definitely. Um, it was an unbelievable experience. Definitely want to go back. Um, you know, it's it's just like once in a lifetime experience that we're trying to do again. So hopefully this group of guys can, can do it. Has anything changed for you personally, Will, since you went to the NCAA tournament, getting calls from long-lost cousins, or right after the tournament game was life right back to normal? I would say, you know, like like it was just cool, probably more for my parents, just because a lot of people that they work with and a lot of people they know, you know, I reached out. Um, but for me, you know, I, I, like it was it was a cool experience. I kind of just tried to keep in the past, and I'm just trying to look forward to this year. I've just been really working hard to to be a better player this year than I am last year, and to be a better leader than I was last year as well. So I would say it was just my, my head's been onto the next thing. <laughs> like Bucknell may have had this the last couple seasons. Will do you think Colgate's going to have that big Patriot League bullseye on the back this year? And how will that be? Since you're not doing the hunting anymore, you're the hunted. For sure. Everybody's best game, and it's going to be fun. You know, on the road, uh, those, those games are going to be even more intense. And at home, they're, they're going to be trying to steal steal a game at home, just like Boston did last year. We're definitely going to have a huge bullseye. It's going to be some very very good games. So I'm excited for that. One accomplishment I'm not sure if I got to mention to you last year, Will, during the NCAA tournament run, but the Patriot League All Defensive Team 2019. I know. To be a good defender, it takes a lot of work. Well, what did it mean to be recognized for your defensive efforts? Yeah, I mean, personally, it, it meant a lot. It's, it's probably the, the award that's, that's really been the, meant the most to me that I've gotten uh, since I've been here. Um, you know, my, my freshman year, I, I wasn't a very good defender, and I've just been really working really hard with the coaches and stuff. And I know that I'm a good defender now, but I didn't think that anybody else did. <laughs> It was nice to, to get that recognition. A lot of familiar faces, Will, but also some newcomers added to the mix as well. Who's going to break out this year, Will? Nelly was with us all last year. I was mad every every day that, that he wasn't able to get out with us in the court, but I know that he's really excited, and, and we're really excited to have him as part of the team. He's just an unbelievable talent. Him and JB in the backcourt are really something special. 
um, that everyone's going to be able to see that we that I've been seeing every day in practice um, for the past year and year and change. And we also get Maynard back from uh, being hurt last year. Uh, he's he's a really really good player. Um, can really shoot it. And um, I just think that with the senior leadership that we have, just uh, it'll, it'll be pretty easy to get these guys, you know, um, adjusted to the system, playing all the games and stuff like that. So it should be fun. The continuity of the coaching staff and seeing the same faces year after year. How does that benefit you and the team having the same coaching staff? Oh yeah, yeah, it, it's huge. You know, because coach doesn't have to walk through every single play with us at, at the start of the year. We can kind of teach each other because we know what coach wants to do. We know the plays and so you know just, just having having that there and, and also just keeping that relationship because um the, the older guys can tell you and guys what the coaches want from them even if the coaches don't even have to and the coaches don't have to say anything you know like whether it's going and watching film trying to learn some plays uh getting a workout in you know just just all that stuff like just having having them constantly always around and, and just their ideologies about basketball and just about the program, uh, just consistent. It's just it's just so beneficial to us. Patriot League Rookie of the Year. Does that seem like yesterday, or does that seem like ages ago? Will when you got that award? A little bit of both. Like like I feel like I was a freshman the other day, but then I also realized how much I've grown as a person and a player since then. Probably a little bit of both, honestly. Talking to Will Raymond on the Colgate Raider Report podcast. Out of all the great non-conference matchups you have on the schedule this year, Will, is there one in particular? you are really looking forward to? Yeah, I think I'm, I'm really looking forward to the Auburn game. You know, they went to the Final Four last year, and, and I think it'll be really cool to go up against the program that, that went there last year, even though they don't return the same guys. Like, I always see them on um, on TV. I'd probably saw them play a ton of times last year, so it should be really fun to go down there and compete with them and, and show them what we got. All right, Will, let's talk about the Italy trip. What was your favorite part of this trip with the team? Favorite part was probably Florence going around sightseeing there it was a beautiful beautiful place and um, another part of it was, was kind of before the trip we were able to get some good practices in and really develop that chemistry um, over the summer and then seeing the team just get closer and closer every single day while we were in Italy was great you know I, I got to meet all these freshmen and uh, you know just like become friends with them before before we even got to school and I've never been closer than I have with the new guys as I am this year just because of that Italy trip. Did you change your off-season workout at all or did you do the same things you have in past years? I pretty much did the same exact thing. You know, I, was, uh, I, I try to work out um, one to two times a day, get a lift in, uh, just just keep on working on the stuff that, that the coaches keep on telling me to work on. I'm not trying to do anything different. I'm just trying to be a more consistent player this year, just for that, that senior leader that the team needs. So. Was it your parents or anyone in your family that had a love for basketball that you kind of saw that and developed that love? Or was this something all on your own, Will? Did you just fall in love with the game kind of on your own, or was there someone that influenced your passion for it? My dad introduced the game to me when I was very young. He put me on one of the best basketball programs in New York City at a young age. I learned a lot from that program, and um, um, I ended up, you know, just wanting to be the best player that I could be. And I kind of just took it on my own from there. And, um, and I've been as ran from it from there. So, so he, he introduced it to me, but now it's kind of just like my passion. You already have it in your head, Will, what you're going to do after graduation or with the basketball season, the main focus right now and your academics at hand. Is that still a fluid situation? I'm definitely um, really focused on this year and, and the academics, but it's always been a dream of mine to play professionally basketball and so I'm, I'm, I'm going to try to get into that after the season but it really all depends on this season and, and we're just really trying to win a championship well it's always nice talking to you thank you so much best of luck against njit yep thank you that's colgate's will raymond on the colgate raider report podcast thanks to colgate men's basketball and now we're going to finish up the colgate raider report podcast very glad to be talking to bill cleary Colgate women's basketball head coach for the first time this season and coach how have final preseason preparations been going for the 2019-2020 campaign? I think really well we had a really strong scrimmage against Syracuse here last week and getting ready to finish up with Bloomsburg this weekend really happy with the progress our team has made one of the biggest differences I found our seniors this year have been fantastic shown great leadership we're really deep, which is a nice problem to have. So players have been working hard. They're chomping at the bit to get ready to get started here. Excited about what's in store for, for this season. Always great to practice, Coach, but how beneficial are those scrimmages to get your team prepared for the season at hand? Well, I think it's beneficial for a number of reasons. I think finding out which lineups work well and which lineups don't work well. I think we haven't played, obviously, since March, so 
Now you're, you're getting more game preparation, which is very, very important. I think it's great for the coaches too, you know, for us to kind of shake the cobwebs off and figure out substitution patterns and figuring out coaching and game situations and uh, not just practice and making in-game adjustments and strategies and calling timeouts, you know, all that, all that fun stuff. So I think it's, it's great for everybody. And it's great. It's a great prep for everybody. So great learning experience. Let's get the Colgate listeners up to speed on the 2019-2020 women's basketball team. They know the usual suspects, Coach, but who are you thinking that maybe has been on the roster that may have a more prominent role this year or maybe a newcomer, a new face that could make an impact right away? We always start with our seniors. I think one of the things I think people will see, I, you know, Abby Schubiger has been a, a really strong player for us, a really good player for us. Um, I think they're going to really notice a big, big improvement with her, which is really exciting. The other thing is, you know, Rachel's Rachel. Tegan uh, is obviously strong defensively, but she's also a strong offense, so she's been really strong defensively. I think she has made great strides there, and Haley has done a fantastic job as well. I think newcomers, Taylor Langan uh, was a, a first year for us this past season, but was injured. She is Definitely on the roster now, obviously, and she's done fantastic things. We've given her more responsibility in, in terms of having her play a number of positions, and she has done that very, very well. And I think with our first years, you're going to see some nice play with Alexa Brody, Holly Lukin, Jenna Paul, and Getty Rerko. I think all four of them are going to be able to contribute, especially uh, Alexa Brody and Holly Luke. And I think you're going to see them contributing almost immediately. I'd be amiss if I didn't say Nia Ahart. She looks fantastic. Uh, Keel Dixon, again, has made great strides. Our sophomore class has done really well, especially with Ava Williams, who looks so much better as well. Preseason Patriot League poll, Colgate women's basketball pick sixth. Does this mean something, Coach, or it's just a number? You know, it's just a number. You know, I think we can't put too much stock into it. You know, preseason polls are what they are. They're just, they're preseason. You know, last year we were picked 10th and we finished 6th. And our first year we were picked 9th and we finished finished 6th. So if those two years are indication, that would be a nice little jump for us. You know, I think we got a really strong league this year, top to bottom. I, I think, you know, even more so this year, it's probably more wide open than it's ever been. And I think every game is going to be a battle. Coach, a couple of additions to the coaching staff, Sheree Hall and Jackie Stewart. What do they bring to the table? They have brought so much. You know, one of the things I love about Coach Hall is she has that head coaching experience. So it's nice to have her on the sideline that understands, you know, what what I'm going through. To be able to pick her mind and during the game is, is fantastic. She has done an incredible job of player development. She brings a ton of experience with that. Um, I know Sheree from my days when I was at Bloomsburg. She played at Lockhaven, and she was an incredible player at Lockhaven. She has not disappointed. One of the things that I always was impressed with with Sheree was her, her skill set and her skill level. She always was able to play three, four steps ahead than everyone else, and she's, she's been able to bring that mindset here. You can definitely see the work she's made, particularly with our guards. You can see the improvement. It's been very, very noticeable. So the players have been extremely receptive to her. She has been loyal and fantastic from the jump since she's arrived here and very excited with the work she's done. Jackie Stewart comes to us from uh, DeSales University where she was an assistant coach there. Um, they just came off a, a, an Elite Eight run in the NCAA tournament for Division Three, and she's been fantastic in terms of her organizational skills and running an office. And, you know, she's been able to give us some insight, too, with the staff and what she has seen. So she has been equally as invaluable as Sheree and um, has definitely, both Sheree and Jackie have made our, our program and our staff way stronger. Give us some comments on the overall schedule, Coach. Well, I'm excited about it. I think it's very it's going to challenge us, and that's what we're looking for. You know, we you know it's going to get us ready without question for our Patriot League schedule. We got some teams here that are going to are, are very similar to some of the teams that we play. We kind of do that deliberately. We try to find some teams in the non-conference schedule that kind of play similarly to the teams in our league, so that we can get our our players, particularly our new players kind of up, caught up to speed with them. So that's really important to us. And so, and I think playing the likes of a Yale and 
St. Louis and Northwestern Alabama are really going to get us outside and challenge us and get us outside our comfort zone to see who we are and what we're about. And uh, not that the other schools won't. Uh, obviously, they will. But I'm really excited to see where this goes. Obviously, it's great to get home for, for Rachel and for Haley. Uh, Rachel's from St. Louis, and so that game with St. Louis is is going to be very meaningful for her. And, and then you have Haley that will go into Chicago and playing Northwestern. Uh, that game is going to be very meaningful for her. So obviously these are going to be games that we're going to want to do really, really well for our players without question. Who are the captains for this year's team? Our seniors this year um, are our captains. They have just shown outstanding leadership, um, literally from the last game from last year up until now. And I'm without question positive it's going to continue. They've been strong in setting the foundation of what we really want, getting that buy-in from our players, and really doing a great job of teaching the younger kids of, of what it takes. Four very selfless players that are willing to do whatever it takes to win. They're getting the work done, you know, on the court and in the classroom so they can give those first years, you know, the help and that they're going to need and the experience that they have to show them what they need to do. They've been fantastic from day one, and you kind of knew that that was the direction one that to go in through the spring and the summer, you know, really happy. And, and again, at the end of the day, your seniors make or break it. And we've got four seniors that are without question on the same page, willing to do whatever it takes and are without question going to put the team first. Going to be talking to Rachel Thompson right after you coach on the Colgate Raider Report podcast. Usually a really good player does a couple things well. Rachel does everything well. As versatile as they come, coach, what is it about her that allows her to succeed in all of the statistical categories? I think it's her passion and it's her desire. Like she wants to be good. You know, you have a lot of players that will say, oh, I want to be good, I want to be good, and then they don't do anything about it. Rachel tells you she wants to be good and then goes out and shows you. You know, she's constantly in the gym. She's constantly improving her, her craft. You know, she's looking for ways. She wants to know where she needs to improve so that she can be better. You know, one of the things that I'm excited about for her this year, she's added a three-point shot to her game, and I think that's going to make her even more dangerous and more effective. She's just a sponge. She wants to be better. She'll do whatever it takes. She's going to believe you no matter what. She has a passion for the game that, just not matched that thirst for knowledge that she has again like um, it's why she's she's uh, the the on the preseason all conference team and I really truly believe it's gonna be one of the reasons why she's gonna be on that first team at the end of the year and you know I really think she's gonna make a strong play for that player of the year I do coach our first talk of many can't wait thank you so much for your time I really appreciate it and best of luck this season all right thank you so much Thanks to Coach Bill Cleary for being on the Colgate Raider Report podcast. Now turning our attention to one of the star players for Colgate women's basketball, that is Rachel Thompson. Rachel, you were named to the preseason All-Patriot League team, Colgate's first preseason selection since Megan Ballard earned that nod back in the mid-2000s. What was your reaction to this honor? My coaches, they brought me into their office and they sat me down and they told me that I made it to the preseason All-Patriot team, and I was I was just so excited. I was proud of, like, the team and the work that we've all put in, and it's such an honor to be recognized in this way. So I was very happy. And you were also announced as one of the 2019-2020 Colgate women's basketball captains. What does this mean to you, Rachel? It's a great honor. I have all the faith in the world that me and my classmates can lead this team to great things, and they put their faith and their trust in us as well as the coaches, and I think that we have all the makings to take this team very far. Now, as a captain in that role, do you have to do anything different or just keep being you, or do you have to alter some things? No, I think being a captain, you do take on a little bit more responsibility, Obviously, you know, you have to um, make sure that everyone is in the right headspace, doing what they need to do on and off the court. But honestly, you just have to keep on being yourself. You know, don't change anything too drastically because your teammates, they, they trust you. They trust who you are. So I have to keep on doing what I do and keep on having my ducks in a row to show them the way to do things. And Rachel, what was your off season like? Was there any specific focus getting ready for your senior season? Just tell the listeners a little bit about your off season game prepared 
for Colgate women's basketball? In the summer especially, I made sure to do a lot more, you know, conditioning and working on my technical skills because I knew that if we want to get where we are, I have to really like hone in on the fundamentals, especially on defense. Uh, I have to stop fouling. <laughs> and I think that putting a lot more time into the summer workouts and, you know, watching more film during the summer and the spring and even preseason, I think that's what kind of prepared me for this upcoming season. Do you think differently as a senior or do you think you're going to think differently as a senior since this is it at Colgate or are you going to treat it like any other season? Uh, No, I think there is something a little bit different about this year because it is my last season here at Colgate. So I'm a lot more focused than I've ever been at Colgate. And I think the team understands what we're capable of there's an added expectation to this year because we know what we're capable of, you know? So we want to push each other and push ourselves to the best of our abilities. I'm talking to senior captain for the Colgate women's basketball team, Rachel Thompson on the Colgate Raider Report podcast. You were a Patriot League all-rookie team member back in 2016, 2017. That seemed like forever ago, or does it seem like it just happened? That seems like a decade ago. (laughs) I can barely remember that year. It seems like it was a lifetime ago, but yeah, I've come a long way. What do you think the key is, Rachel, to your versatility on the court? I was telling Coach Cleary that really good players usually do a couple things well. You do everything well. So what is the key to your versatility? I just make sure that I go hard on every single play and everything that I do. I want to give my team and my coaches every ounce of what I have. And when I do that, that's what makes me successful. How is your senior season going in the classroom so far, Rachel? Pretty good. Pretty good. Um, I was just talking to some coaches about it. But, yeah, there's no stress. And if I keep things easygoing and all going in the right way in the classroom, that means I can, you know, focus more on basketball. Is there a particular class you're taking right now, Rachel, that you're really enjoying? And then is there a class that maybe you're saying, Ish, what did I sign up for? (laughs) I am taking this urban sociology class. It's about life in urban cities and how those cities have come to be. And then I'm in this political science class, which is not my forte, but I'm still getting through it. (laughs) The season upon us, I know that's your focus, but before you know it, graduation will be here. Any future plans or still a work in progress? Still a work in progress. (laughs) I know football season hasn't went the way the football team wanted it to go, but Nick Wheeler has broken the all-time Colgate sacks record. You have to be proud of Nick, a fellow St. Louis, Missouri native, Rachel. (laughs) Yeah, Nick, they knew that he was going to be great since his freshman year. You know, and I'm just so proud because I've seen him evolve over these past three years and going to into his fourth year. And he's just become more focused and has just evolved into a great player. So I'm so proud of him. And before we say bye to you, Rachel, for at least the time being, I know we'll be talking a lot this season ahead, but talk about the meshing process. You, of course, have the seniors and you have the upperclassmen, you have the familiar faces. But what about the newcomers? How long does it take? or it's not a specific formula to really get on the same page and all mesh together? Honestly, I think a big part of that meshing process is the summer. We're here over the summer for about six weeks, and I think that really builds the foundation to our culture because the freshmen, they get acclimated to you know college workouts and like what we do, and also it gives us a lot of time to bond with the team. We go on little trips over the weekend. We have nights where we're just like hanging out as a team together over the summer. And I think that plays a a lot into how we mesh coming into preseason and coming into uh, the games. Rachel, I always enjoy our talks. Thank you so much. Best of luck this season. Thank you so much. That is Colgate women's basketball star Rachel Thompson on the Colgate Raider Report podcast. Until next time, be proud to wear the maroon and white of Colgate University.